How did I get started? Yes. Yeah. How did you get started? I mean, um, me myself, I'm not really an entrepreneur. Um, what we <laughs> what we do is um, in in this in this club, right? Uh, we encourage entrepreneurship, um, meaning like how we uh, do our own events and things like that, and, and we we relate it closely to the corporate world. Uh, we organize trips, we organize talks, we organize uh, uh, competitions and we invite a lot of speakers, things like that. I think uh, what's, what we want to uh, achieve through that is that um, our members are able to learn the process of actually doing, I mean, uh, doing something from the start. So we, actually we, we, uh, we have organized a lot of, uh, I think, competitions about you know starting your own business uh, get getting ready your own concepts and things like that and they pitch it to uh these business coaches and 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 uh venture build builders so i guess for me for me myself i'm, I'm not really an entrepreneur but i'm i'm there to in, in an entrepreneur club uh to give um not to give to provide the opportunities for our members uh to start uh i mean to to learn more about entrepreneurship as, as i say we did a lot of talks and things like that i think um it's it's it doesn't really matter whether we are entrepreneurs ourselves i think it's it, it's more important uh it's also important that we have the the spirit of wanting to to start something and to wanting to achieve something on our uh, uh you know as a start in our life so i guess how did i start I can't really answer, but <laughs> currently, currently I'm uh, we yes in 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 this club uh, is uh, you know trying to help others lah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, uh, can you tell us more about your Monash Entrepreneur Club? Like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Monash Entrepreneur Club has been established for quite some time. Uh, currently, we are one of the largest club in, in uh, Monash. So, um, we have about 200 plus members. And so, what we do is, I mean, in recent years, from what I know, because, yeah, uh, what we do is uh, we have some engagement events with uh, our own members. Like, every year, we have one or two uh, events where we kind of meet up with our members get to know them better or and maybe trying to recruit them to be our committee members uh, besides that we are planning a lot of things actually a lot of events such as uh, uh, one of the upcoming one is uh, mixer night where 
we are, I mean, our PR department is um, organizing a networking event, um, inviting uh, a lot of uh, business clubs uh, in the vicinity from uh, all these universities, business club, entrepreneurship club, you name it. So uh, if you want, I can extend uh, invitation to Nottingham as well. <laughs> but I, I think it's, it's very far. So yeah, we, we are just focusing around uh, the Subang Jaya area. Um, yeah, so what, what we try and do uh, during, I mean, uh, for that event is to network with uh, like-minded individuals around our schools. And so we will have, we can promote our events better, things like that. Besides that, we are also very keen to have uh, workshops. So what we do is also we uh, invite a lot of uh, speakers, but speakers not really because um, I think nowadays people are less keen about just, just sitting there and, and listening nowadays. So we uh, organize workshops like um, we, we were planning to, to have a Photoshop, uh, not Photoshop, photo shoot uh, workshop. We had uh, arranging flowers workshop and um, we also try to organize company visits is what we are uh, keen to do for this year. Um, besides that, we also try to continue with what we have uh, been doing successfully in the past years which is to organize competitions like what i said just now like a, a startup competition where they pitch their ideas or they come up with some sort of prototype and they uh yeah pitch the ideas to, to industry leaders lah. yeah so i think like what i said just now we are trying to promote entrepreneurship and promote uh just being uh getting getting people into leadership and things like that as in, in MEC, yeah. Oh, wow. Quite a lot of like new stuff, for example, the, the, the mixer, is it? Yeah. Yep, correct. Oh. I, think, I think there's a lot of events coming up. Oh, besides that, we are also doing, um, I think it's, it's very famous in our school where we all have, I mean, a lot of clubs are doing it, but I think we are one of the, the clubs that uh, have been doing it like a, a much more in, in a much more bigger scale which is uh, a bazaar. So we invite externals to come and set up vendors uh, to sell food and things like that, clothing, everything. So I think all these events, uh, it's quite overwhelming, I would say, to be cramped in six months or seven months at most. I think so that's why it's, it's very important to have, besides some, everyone being, uh, having the entrepreneurship spirit, you know, to have uh, a very good teamwork spirit and things like that. So I think it sounds overwhelming, but with uh, great planning, teamwork, I think it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Since uh, this all you said just now, like uh, the time is cramped to six to seven months. Like, yeah. How do you manage your time? Uh, since you are a part-time taekwondo instructor, well, based from your LinkedIn, I've read. And you're also measuring in economics. How do you manage your time of handling all these events and your studies? I mean, for the instructor part, it's during the weekend. So to me, time management is uh, very quite linear. I, I split my time quite uh, carefully. So during the weekends, I literally don't really touch anything school related. So. Yeah, on the weekends, I'll just focus on uh, coaching and uh, let's say if we have events coming up, I think most of the time I would spend my weekends uh, planning. 
things like that for MEC. Um, during the weekdays, I think because our schedules are, I mean, we are not really packed. Uh, one week, maybe 12 hours of learnings only, uh, if you consider uh, lecture and tutorials. So in that whole week, uh, everyone has different, different schedules, different timing, but uh, we try to find uh, suitable timing so everyone can have a meeting together, have, a dis have more discussions. I think uh, time management wise, um, how I do it is that I uh, uh, put it in a schedule. I think I have my own personal schedule every day. I'm uh, always moving seven days a week. I, I actually, I, I, during my internship, I have seven days of work every, every, every week and I wake up every day thinking about work. So it's, it's quite hard to find the balance, but I think uh, to stay mentally focused, we, we, need to, we need to have our personal schedule. And yeah, I try to not let my, my team down because I know I'm very busy, but I'll try to just stick my nose into it and I try to find out more on how I could help and things like that. Yeah. Um, another question, uh, since this Entrepreneur Club has uh, been quite some time, mm -hmm. so what kind of hardship or what kind of uh, problems have you encountered and how did you deal with that problem? Okay, um, I guess over the years, uh, we've seen uh, an emerging patterns on people, like I said, being more uninterested uh, in, in speaking events. Uh, inviting speakers, they are like, mm, should I just 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 uh, sitting there, things like that. So I guess um, in the past, uh, people are more interested in those kind of events. Um, nowadays, not really. So what what do what do we uh, how how do we overcome? Try to overcome is that we organize uh, events that are more engaging. So for us, every project we have project managers, and um, so technically in in our club, anyone could uh, any community members. Could actually suggest an idea and to pitch to us like what, what kind of activities they want to do and we will give our suggestion and, and approve it like if it's uh, feasible so every time when we have this discussion right uh, we'll try to make sure and ask like um, is it engaging enough were they were the participants feel bored things like that because it's the concept of entrepreneurship although it's 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 everywhere but people are actually still uh, pretty unfamiliar with it. They're like, you know, what, what, what can I gain out of it? So I guess it's, it's not easy to persuade people to join entrepreneurship events like um, competitions, uh, startup competitions, um, workshop, things like that. So how we try now to, to ensure better participation is to make sure that our events are more engaging, like I said, and um, I think what we are trying to do is to not, we, we, we are doing it as a non-profit, so we try to balance our benefits and costs, so people don't feel, I mean, people will feel that it, it's more worth it to join this, these events, yeah. And um, hardship, I guess, uh, as, as you said, everyone has, uh, I mean, it, it's, everything has been, it needs to be crammed within seven months. So one of the hardship is that, you know, project managers may, may not have uh, the capacity to, to carry out their duty 100%. So I guess uh, at least me or uh, presidentials, our role is to be there for them. I think 
one of the hardship is to determine who's actually uh, uh, suitable of being project managers and and you know because because we have this pitching chat, uh, session for everyone and we have to choose okay uh, maybe three person they want to do bazaar so we'll have to choose one out of three so we'll have to make sure that we choose the right person uh, if not it'll be it'll be really tough you know because we have we, we personally we have our own uh, studies and things like that as well so hardship would be in the beginning how we nail down the planning process so that during the process it, it doesn't cause too much of trouble and it uh, affects our personal lives so i guess um yeah i think hardship wise i wouldn't say it's it's a lot but i guess i think these two are some of the main uh challenges in our club um i think it's it's pretty normal to have in 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 universities so i guess we are trying our best to to tackle it yeah and then Bob, about like when you choose but uh, like you when when you have a project you choose person to do it right yeah so how do you actually choose the right person to do the events because like choosing the right person is like the best person that you can mm -hmm. work with is very important so how do you Correct. actually spot that person okay so um to us the the first step is to actually gauge their interests um how interested are they how 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 keen are they i mean do they really just want to do it for the sake of doing it or they they have the passion within them so so we look for me i look at their body language and things like that so when they pitch and i try to ask a lot of questions um not the technical ones like what's the cost and things like that but i ask um how is this going to bring value how is um you know how is this event gonna attract a lot of people and how is it gonna benefit not just them but us in general or the external parties so i think uh what do the qualities that we look in uh, in for uh, at a project manager is that um we see how interested they are how knowledgeable they are and whether they have the capacity or uh, we ask them like how's how's things um do you need any help things like that so I think I think what's more important that what's more important is we let them try first try first so I think the the selection process is not really hard I think like I said interest if you are interested and you really know your stuff then we'll just do it you know and if we can all benefit from it and we can learn at least I think it's 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 worth going and 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 uh, try to organize the event so I guess to to choose the right person, it's it depends on their first impression as well. I I couldn't really nail down the details, but yeah, um, every project managers we tr actually we try to um, allocate them based on departments. So maybe certain projects are more suitable for let's say human resources because they have the the capacity of doing it, or maybe. But now now we are actually encouraging let's say uh, one person to do it and they can you know ask us he or she can ask help from all the other departments and use their uh, expertise to to help them organize the events yeah mm -hmm. yeah so yeah actually like in monash entrepreneur club is like i feel like it's like uh what like bottom to top approach is it like you listen to your your committees and then from there you like both, like both sides, like top to bottom, bottom to top. 
Correct, correct. We, we are not really hierarchical. So anyone at the, I wouldn't say the bottom, I mean, each and every uh, committee have the rights to uh, pitch to anyone at all, really. And so I think I, I've had people pitching like a, a very silly idea and me myself has have, have pitched a, a very, just, just a very random thought and, and it, it went up pretty fast uh, last year and we tried to organize this event. You know, I think um, what, what's more important that we encourage them to try and that's, that's what we stress a, a lot about is that don't be afraid. You can, you can talk, about your, talk about your ideas to your leaders first or just straight away come to us. It doesn't really matter as long as you, you have the passion for it. Yeah, so it, it's not really, uh, we don't really practice bottom to top. So it's, everyone is pretty equal, but there are certain job scope and boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good. <laughs> well, uh, about this, um, um, this Monash Entrepreneur Club, like, mm -hmm. what did you expect? Uh, like your expectation versus reality. Can you t uh, talk about that? Um, Expectations versus reality. So I guess as entrepreneurs, not entrepreneurs, I mean, as, as, as a member of the club, we have really, sometimes we have really high expectations about our events, our own events. I think it's pretty normal because if we are planning an event and, or if we are indirectly or directly involved in the event, we would have high expectations to have a good participation rate, things like that. Um, but I, I would say, I think, Reality is that, like I said, people some sometimes it's it, people it's it's hard for people to grasp the idea of entrepreneurship um, or the value of what we are doing. So it's like I can I can do this anywhere else, or there are better competition out there. Where should I waste my time? You know, so mm -hmm. like you know competitions, uh, bank banking competitions, Maybank competitions, CMB. You know, there's a lot of events out there. So I guess. Um, we try to bridge the gap because in reality, we know that we are not super big. That, that's the fact. So I think expectation-wise, we, we, we expect a lot of uh, participation and things like that, but it's, it's not really easy in reality. So what we try to, how we try to overcome is that we try to bridge the gap, as, as I said, to, um, by inviting more well-known people, things like that, into our competitions, yeah. So that it, it, it has a certain credentials to it. Yeah, it's not just some random uh, competition, you know. So last year, what we did is we, uh, uh, we did youth uh, startup bootcamp from MEC. So we hired like, like dozens, maybe not dozens, but yeah, a lot of uh, industrial leaders and uh, CEO or speakers, things like that, coach. And I think this way we can try to bring it closer, our expectations versus reality. So with, with that event, right, we know how to organize a better event this year. And what we try to do is to adjust our expectations and make it better. Um, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it's too far off, but definitely if we are organizing certain events, we will have our personal attachment into it. But reality, we need to accept that it's it's not gonna be as smooth as as we thought, lah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, just now you mentioned about like uh, in order to like uh, attract more people, you make your events more engaging, right? Mm -hmm. 
how do you actually like make it uh, engaging? Like, uh, for example? Okay. Yeah. Engaging meaning they wouldn't be just sitting there or standing there, like, you know, just, just, just listening. Okay. So, um, I'll give an example of, of uh, a campaign. Um, let's say you are trying to promote something or an event or you're trying to sell your merch, right? Um, one of the things that during events, uh, you may be tempted to just give vouchers, you know, five ringgit to buy our merch, five ringgit off. So they just sit there and listen to speakers and things like that. No, but um, one one good example of making it engaging is actually, let's say, to put it into ang paos and just put it everywhere so that they can do a little treasure hunt, things like that. Yeah, so people actually move, people actually network, people actually talk. Um, what, what, what else? They can do bingo, things like that. So. Uh, we, we try to make them talk. We try to make them uh, interact with each other um, to move, to talk, whatever, as long as they don't sit down. So it's, it's more interesting. They get to, to have a, a bit more fun. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, just let them sit there and listen to sneakers. Uh, nah, that, that's, that's really like boring. So <laughs> I get, I get their because there's, there are so much of distractions nowadays. So I think it's important that we distract them ourselves and, and make the best out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, actually, it actually, this, this, uh, like these challenges also, we also face the same challenges about like the entrepreneurship hype, hype, right? Start to go down mm -hmm. like few years ago. And then the, the participant rate of event also like goes down. Like, mm -hmm. Let's say five years ago, it is really high. The entrepreneurship high. Mm -hmm. we, we have we have the same like challenges too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, Bob. And and you were previously you were in HR of MEC, right? Correct. So you are basically managing people. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Right. Basically, yeah, basically. Um, I guess it's it's not really like in um. So the HR in our club is is not really like. HR in the corporate world, we don't really pay pay anyone. We don't, they don't take leaves from us, things like that. Uh, claim claims, not really. They claim from fire, the finance department. So so, we and in uh, where, what what I was doing in HR was to organize a lot of events, uh, internal events, um, something to engage. Uh, people between, I mean, inside the comi uh, committee itself. So birthday parties we celebrated every meet every meetings we had dinner together, um, pizza anything else. Um, we had uh, something like we went to extreme park things like that. Yeah, we went out. We had fun. I think it's it's really important to to engage with our own members as well. We had farewell party. You know, being emotional things like that. Um, HR is also there to bridge the gap between departments so we make sure we, we try our best to make sure what each department is doing we know we know uh, firsthand and we try to communicate or uh, solve try to solve any uh, disagreements between departments um, i guess we work close that's why we work closely with uh, presidentials to find out you know what's the problem with uh, in, in what's the problem in the committee and things like that so in a way yeah we do manage people but not in a corporate way uh, besides that we also that's so that's for the internal part 
external part, we are doing uh, career support where we as an entrepreneur club likes to uh, send out interns to you know, companies that we think are uh, encouraging entrepreneurship or has a younger culture, working culture, more vibrant working culture. So uh, we, we, pick, we pick some companies, we ask them to be our partners. Uh, last year we had over 10 companies and we sent out a few uh, applicants because I think um, you know, th these companies are not super well known, so people are a bit, a bit, you know, uh, <laughs> a bit uh, suspicious. Not really suspicious, but I think nowadays people are also quite keen. I mean, it, it has been like this all the way, but people are generally keen on going to uh, larger or more traditional companies. Whereas what we are doing is to send them, if they're interested, to these uh, startup companies. So we had to maintain close relationships with these external parties as well as those applicants who were interested. So I think last year, HR was pretty busy, but yeah, we, we do manage people internally and externally. Yep. Mm -hmm. So MBC is actually also a, like an internship application platform, in other words. It, it could be, it could be. People, people would say that we, uh, we try to organize um, career fair, things like that. No, but no, we, we are not that big yet. So, but last year we did try to uh, organize internship, not internship, uh, entrepreneurship fair. But uh, there's a lot of uh, planning involved and, and that because due to time constraints, we couldn't really do it. But we are trying to do it this year. Um, I guess I'm not really sure about. Uh, I think I think that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's what I've been doing uh, last year in HR. I think as uh, vice president, I'm here this year to monitor what they are doing. Um, but so far, I think they are also quite keen to continue this idea. So it's it's a good thing that they don't give up. Um, we are trying to organize something like an internship fair, that's something like that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's another way to apply for, for internship, I would say. Yep. Okay. Like, since you're in HR before, you manage people before, like, is there any tips for bad towards better communication with people, especially like, especially for the, uh, how to say, the younger ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess, a lot of miscommunications, this is based on experiences. I think a lot of people will be able to uh, relate to it. Um, based on experience, I think communications, as we know, is key, but we don't really practice it. I guess, I think um, we, we rely too much on uh, virtual communications. So uh, texting really sometimes will cause uh, misunderstandings, things like that. So yeah. I guess any, I would say the best tip from my experiences, I would say um, to have more frequent meetings, uh, just a short one, um, just to update everyone what, what are they doing, things like that. So I think each leader have, needs to have a, a, a good sense of direction of the timeline, what they are supposed to, uh, what are they supposed to be doing and uh, assign the roles nicely, things like that. So every time they come, come and discuss, um, it's very straightforward. So what did I do? What am I doing? 
and uh, what I'm going to do is very simple actually. Um, have more face-to-face -face meetings. I think um, it reduces the chances of uh, miscommunication or misunderstanding, things like that. So I think because, yeah, I think as you said, the younger ones or I mean all of us actually, we are a bit, we rely too much on, on, on let's say WhatsApp, things like that. But I think uh, communicating uh, verbally is still, is still the number one key of, uh, in communications. I think besides that, when you talk about communication, it's how you communicate as well. So uh, body language or the tone, things like that. I think during meetings, try to not shoot anyone to make it toxic. You know? uh, try mm. to provide more constructive criticisms instead of um, you shouldn't be doing this, 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 this. It, it's more like, um, okay, so this has happened. How can we fix this? So it's more like helping, helping each other get getting out of it. So I think with that, it will reduce a lot of friction between committee members, uh, reduce a lot of misunderstanding as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh that's, that's great, great sharing. Yeah. A face to face meeting. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. For for is there so since have you are you are you actually do you consider yourself a born leader or like a are you natural leader or are you, you you slowly build it up after after you gain all those experiences and knowledge? Okay, um actually I have it okay, never mind. Okay. Um so to me personally I like um assisting someone. I think I feel like um it, it's a very good feeling of being able to assist someone, uh to to provide all the necessary materials, uh, mm -hmm. uh things like that. Um to anyone who needs it. So I think Personally, I'm, I'm not a born a leader, but from what I gather from the feedbacks, uh, whether it's last year in the club or in, in any club or uh, my, my internships, I think when there's a project and I'm in charge of it as, as a leader, um, people have always given me feedback like, um, yeah, you, you always know what you're doing, you have a good sense of direction, you're organized, so I, I feel I feel that it's good. Uh, I take this as, as as a good feedback, but I also people also tell me that I'm too stressed sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm too uh, frustrated sometimes. Yeah, I, I get frustrated easily, but because I'm I'm very nervous about things, so that's why I, I try to organize things very well. I tend to do that every uh, very well. Um, I guess I could be both. Um, if, if I need to be a leader, I would actually make a plan out of it, a long-term plan. So, let, so for last term, when I was the head of HR, uh, when I had the, all the recruitments done, I assigned some roles to them. I made it very clear what they need to do and if they need to change anything, just let me know. So throughout that uh, three months period, I gave them some timeline. So you... Uh, by when this should be done, that should be done. Uh, if anything, come back to me ASAP, things like that. So um, being a leader, I, I guess it's to be there when, when people need you as well, to support them with uh, any necessary uh, information. But also, um, maybe it's something uh, that I trained over the, the couple of years uh, being a coach in, in Taekwondo as well because I have to technically lead, not just lead 
students in, in doing, uh, doing Taekwondo, but also the other assistant coaches as well. So I need to know what I'm doing, first of all. Um, I need to know a more effective way of doing things. But besides that, um, yeah, I need to communicate. How, how do I communicate it and make, it, uh, make, make sure that they understand what I'm talking about? You know, students dealing with kids is not easy. Some of them are as young as uh, five, six years old. Um, mm. I guess that's how I kind of polished up how I am able to com uh, communicate, um, to, to be direct, to be more direct on what I want and to be very specific and to have a plan to be, to be uh, more organized in, in what I do. Um, but nevertheless, I'm still pretty much uh, happy or to, to assist with uh, anything at all. I don't have to be a leader. I could be uh, an assisting role like I am as a vice president now as well. Yeah. Like, okay, so before, uh, like, this is the last question of our, our today's interview. Mm -hmm. like, do you have any tips for uh, young aspiring leaders, especially in early 20s, like 19, 20, 21? Do you have any advice or tips for them? Sorry, young leaders like what? Uh, like uh, at this age, for example, 19, 20, 21. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Do you have any advice or uh, tips for them to become a better leader? Okay, um, I'm more of a people person. So I'll, I'll speak as, uh, you know, more of like an HR perspective. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess being a boss doesn't mean that you are a leader. I think uh, being a leader you could be a leader in any position. So if you have uh, a team under you, let's say, or you are assisting someone, you could be a leader of your own. That, that's the first, first thing you must do. You must know what you are doing. You must uh, have your own directions very well, uh, your own goals and things like that. Um, besides that, being a leader, I think um, you can't do everything on your own. Uh, this is what I've learned. So managing a team is very important to... Uh, ensure good communication uh, as well as uh, how you present yourself, how you pitch your ideas and things like that. So people will believe in what you are trying to achieve. So it, it doesn't, if, if you yourself don't know what is the value of doing the event and things like that, I think your followers will not really, uh, can't really fully understand what you're trying to do. And so their effort will be, you know, subpar. I think it's really important to get people on board, uh, being part of your team to, to really uh, know the value of what they're doing, to believe in it. Uh, so if let's say you ask them to build an app and you ask them to build a feature, they know about it and they're like, okay, let's do it. It has market value. Um, you know, it's a green light. Let's, let, let's go for it. And you know, people stay on the direction on the same track and they don't really go off unless it's uh, needed to. I think. Uh, yeah, just you need to listen more to your people uh, to know what they want uh, and then try to uh, align your goals with their goals. And I, I think that's how you, you create or you maintain a, a better team. Yeah. Mm, wow, okay. Yeah, oh. Thanks, so thanks. Well, thanks, Paul. Okay. It's really a pretty vicious uh, advice. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, really love your yeah. tips on communication as well, like the frequent face-to-face -face meetings. Yeah, because uh, actually we are lacking of that as well. Uh. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we are lacking of that because, like, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like uh, face to face meeting because uh, because I, I because I have uh, like less uh, few things to say, so I I might just like put it into WhatsApp and then yeah, just, just get it done instead of face to face meeting. I mean, so, if if you guys already have a, a long term plan like like a yearly plan, try to put it into action no matter how how early it is. Uh, so that people get engaged. So every time you are trying to update your, let's say your leader, you have something, you, you have something to update. So um, you, you know what's going on, uh, what each and everyone is doing, and you, you, you make sure, I mean, people need to, needs to make sure that they are giving enough things for the members to do, or if not, they feel, uh, you know, pointless being in the, in the club, things like that. So yeah, it's 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 hard to find the balance. But I think like with with more communications, maybe ask uh, what they want, things like that. What they want to do? Are they doing enough? Are they doing too much? Things like that would, would really help to understand them. Yeah. Mm, well, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. That has really. Nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch this again and again. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank. Okay. Finally, thank thanks Bob, for joining us today, lah. Okay, okay thank, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay, and do, do we get the permission to like uh, uh, feature you on our social media and then share some part of the advice that you share with us today? Yeah. Okay? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, are you going to include my face? No. Uh, we were <laughs> making the, actually, uh, something like a podcast, like an audiogram. I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. make sure you cut, cut nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I, 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 yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Okay. All right. See you. Bye bye. See you.